Well, hey there, Todd. I'm looking forward to the journey that we're continuing on here. And I believe that you talked about this episode. Now we're going to talk about going from Cincinnati to upstate New York. So looking forward to that. What can you what can you tell us? Thanks, Rob. Um, So I'm at Cincinnati and uh, there was a little bit of a transition period because the president of the mortuary school had had decided that he wasn't making enough money, which was accurate. He had four children all in school and he got a job still in funeral service, but outside of mortuary education. And so this was 1986. And so at the same time, when, when the president of the mortuary school who had hired me was going to make his exit, I get this call from a man named Dr. Victor Scalisi, who was the president of the New England Institute in Boston, the school that I had graduated from. And um, it's a kind of a convoluted thing and the timing of it was very interesting. And uh, he called the president of Cincinnati first and, and asked permission. Scalisi asked the uh, Cincinnati president permission to speak with me about a job, which I thought was a very um, straightforward, very uh, professional way to handle it, that he wasn't going around the barn door. He wasn't going through the back way. He went right to the president and said, I want to talk to Van Beck about a job teaching at the New England Institute in Boston. Now, if your listeners might remember, Edgar Jackson, who taught psychology at the New England Institute, is the guy that planted the seed that I should be teaching. He was still alive when this phone call was made from the Boston School, and their plan was to get me to go to Boston because they had heard that I was effective in the classroom. But they also had in mind that I would eventually uh, become the next president of the New England Institute. Now, eventually, I did take that program over, but not in 1986. So I um, flew up to Boston from Cincinnati, flew back, interviewed with them, talked to them at 656 Beacon Street, went back to Cincinnati and went to work that Monday. And the president of Cincinnati is holding a letter from Hudson Valley Community College in Troy, New York, which is right across the Hudson River from Albany. And the letter is, we're looking for a program chairman to run the mortuary science department at Hudson Valley. So interestingly, the president of Cincinnati now, who hired me, had started the program at Hudson Valley before he came to Cincinnati. So you you know, many of your listeners will recognize this happens constantly in funeral service 
right? Where you have this person was there, they influenced that person. It, it's all relationship building, right? It's all relationship stuff. And so I flew back to Boston for a second interview and then the Hudson Valley called and said they wanted to have an interview. I was up there, you know, it's about 150 miles from Albany to um, Boston. So I flew out to Albany and interviewed with a woman named Mary Giles, who's a stellar human being. Uh, she was a Dean of Health Services, which the mortuary school was under. <clears throat> so one thing comes to another and the decision was ultimately made on money. Uh, Boston uh, was offering $21,000 a year uh, and Hudson Valley offered $35,000 a year. So it was a no brainer. But then the plan would be, and the plan ultimately, this plan didn't work, was that Scalise was going to retire and I would only be 150 miles away and then that would mean I could move into Boston and take over the New England Institute. So all this was happening uh, in the um, uh, middle of June, July of 1986. So we take the job at Hudson Valley Community College and we moved up there and uh, bought a house in a little town of Stuyvesant, New York, down by Kinderhook in Columbia County, right on the Hudson River, gorgeous country up there. And we got started at um, Hudson Valley. I had an assistant who would, had been there for a number of years, and I don't think we got along particularly well. It was one of those work experiences. Uh, and also what I found, I made this decision just for my own career, was that mortuary education is so specific that it needs ideally to be in its own arena, which it was not at Hudson Valley. So what we ran into I'll give you an example would be that the general, for instance, anatomy, anatomy was the students in the mortuary science department were in an anatomy class with respiratory therapists, with nurses, with medical technologists. They were, they were all thrown in to the same anatomy class. And, and I think that it worked. They, they got the information, but it didn't work on the same level that it worked in the private mortuary schools because, not because the facilities weren't great, but because some of the faculty in the community college themselves had death anxieties and they would, they would, they would, a focus on the mortuary science students. There was one uh, professor of anatomy that would, every lecture referred to the mortuary science students in his class as deadheads. 
so here you are paying tuition, you're studying, and you're being called a name. Not not the you know the, the nurses weren't called names, the respiratory therapists weren't called names, but the mortuary science students were called names, deadheads. Now I'm not saying that happened all the time, but that never would have happened in a private mortuary school. So it, it didn't take me long to figure out that there were the world between community college mortuary science programs and private mortuary schools was significantly different. And I wasn't able to compare and contrast those until I went up to uh, Hudson Valley. Uh, so the good the good issue uh, there was um, uh, Hudson Valley was a good place. Mary Giles was a wonderful woman to work with, but I made good relations with the New York State Funeral Directors Association. Uh, Randy Archibald was the executive director back then. Made good relations with the Capital District Funeral Directors: uh, Bill McVeigh, uh, Phil Frederick. Uh, Vince Franzak uh, from Water Valley, um, Ed Cummings from Water Valley. Um, I made some good relationships while I was up there. So in the middle of this, um, <clears throat> I'm looking at Hudson Valley and I'm thinking, okay, this isn't a lifetime deal. Uh, so I give a program for the New York State Funeral Directors at the Desmond Americana uh, Hotel out by the airport in Albany. And, and in that audience was a man from Syracuse uh, who owned the Simmons School of Funeral Service, the Simmons College, I think, or the Simmons Institute of Funeral Service. The Simmons, Simmons was an old, old private mortuary school. Um, started in 1900. Um, it was, and it, and it was in on South Avenue in Syracuse. Now South Avenue was like a demilitarized zone down there. It was not in a good area. It used to. The building had been a theater. And Baxter Simmons and Charlie Height. Uh, they, they got the building, remodeled it into a school, and it was a nice facility. It, it uh, uh, kind of reminds me of the facility that I'm at now. So m this man, this uh, gentleman who owns Simmons, caught me in the lobby of the Desert Americana and just laid out that, why don't I come to Syracuse and I can buy half of the school, that he and I would go 50-50 on the assets of the Simmons Institute. All right, so I, I, I've been blindly ambitious at times, and as I think I've established, made some bonehead business decisions. And so I decided to resign my job at Hudson Valley and go to Syracuse. And it, it, it worked, it worked. It was pretty good for a while. I take the train once a week from Albany out to Syracuse and then back 
to Albany. We didn't move to Syracuse, thank God, right? And um, there were several dysfunctional aspects of that arrangement um, and their ancient history. Uh, there's no reason to cover them, but there was just dysfunctioning uh, within the system out there. And uh, I called the dysfunctioning out. Um, I lost patience with it and I got my ass fired, right? So, um, and looking back at it, it was uh, the one of the best, um, best things that ever happened in my career because now today the Simmons Institute is no longer right it didn't survive it right and so um, it it was a lesson in again and uh, my uh, ambitions sometimes have been misplaced um, so anyway in the middle of Simmons I we moved back to Cincinnati and and I got involved with an upstart company called Trust 100. And Trust 100 was one of the blessing experiences of my life in learning funeral home marketing and advertising, uh, cooperative advertising, uh, how to do franchises. Um, and that was without question, uh, the move to back to Cincinnati uh, was a great blessing. And I think we'll uh, share the story about Trust 100 in our next um, in our next session. Well, that sounds great, Todd. It, very interesting how, wait, one thing I did want to point out was that uh, I wanted to congratulate you on choosing that one job that was $10,000 more a year over the other where the last time you had that choice, you took the lesser of the two. <laughs> so congratulations on that. And then just interesting again to, to, you know, because I've heard these names about talking about Hudson Valley and then Simmons. And now just nice to have you tie it all up together and, and looking forward to our next uh, session about Trust 100. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you. You bet, Todd.